Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Coming up, Dr. Mark Hamilton, who's coming to Winnipeg to speak on a form of dementia you may not have heard of. We'll talk to a man who lost his home near Selkirk to fire after a lightning strike. Julie Buckingham and holiday shopping and federal Tory boss Andrew Shear. Please rate the podcast and please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. But right now, we have to talk to Dr. Oh, we don't have to. We want to. Dr. Mark Hamilton <laughs> joins us on the phone. Uh, good afternoon, Doc. Thank you for doing this. Hi. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Yeah, so you're going to be speaking not this Saturday, but the next Saturday, so next Saturday, at the Back to the Future Health Conference and Gala Night at the Victoria Inn. And if you want details on tickets and all that kind of stuff, get a hold of me here at CJOB, and I'll be happy to share that info with you. So essentially, you're going to be talking about dementia or forms of dementia, correct? We're going to be talking about one type of uh, a problem that can cause dementia. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, it's referred to as hydrocephalus. Um, it's, a, it's a word that means uh, uh, an ex- excess amount of fluid in the brain. So it can occur in children, but it can also occur in the elderly. And in the uh, elderly, it probably accounts for anywhere from 3 to 5% of what people refer to as dementia. And uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is, while a lot of the different forms of dementia are not treatable, this one is, right? Yeah, this one, if you, if, um, if you get uh, uh, somebody recognized, sorted out and treated before the damage uh, is permanent, mm-hmm. uh, it is reversible. Uh, so we, we have a lot of experience uh, in uh, Calgary, where I work, uh, uh, in in terms of uh, sorting out, uh, going through testing, and then treating patients and following them. So yes, it is, it is, it is one of the few, if not only, uh, types of neurological conditions that can be reversed. And I've heard this described as your brain is drowning. That, that's, a, that's a good way to think of it. It's, hydrocephalus is a, is a big mouthful to... Uh, and uh, not a common word that uh, uh, people have heard, but mm-hmm. that's a way for to conceptualize it. It's uh, people have normally people have fluid uh, around and in their brain it has a lot of different functions, uh, and in some people the the fluid uh, accumulates because it can't get out. And in this condition called normal pressure hydrocephalus, there's a number of things going on, and there uh, is an accumulation of fluid as part of that. Uh, so that's a good way to think of it, uh, sort of uh, the drowning of the brain, the mm-hmm. extra water. Do you think we're seeing more uh, dementia in all its forms now than, say, five or ten years ago even, Doc? Uh, I, I think absolutely so. Uh, you know, dementia in all forms increases with uh, age. Uh, there's a risk, uh, uh, and our, uh, people are living longer. So I think the... We've been hearing for the last uh, decade or more about the concern about the increase in the uh, uh, percentage of the population that's over 75 and 80 that's going to have Alzheimer's. And it's the same thing with normal pressure hydrocephalus. Uh, It uh, goes up to uh, about 5% of uh, patients over the age of 80 will have this disorder. 
And then do we learn anything from this form of dementia that might help treat the other forms that at this point aren't curable? Is that the hope? Unfortunately not. Uh, um, it, uh, it's a totally separate type of uh, uh, prob- a set of problems. Hmm. Uh, dementia is a word that gets used uh, in a way that people often think of dementia equating to Alzheimer's. Right. And it's more than that. It's, uh, I, I, when I talk to patients, it's like saying, I, it, I, you, you bought a car. Well, what kind of car did you buy? You know, so dementia has many different causes. Right. Uh, the nice thing about ours is that, again, is that if uh, the, what I what I'm involved with NPH is that if we can get people identified and sorted out, it we we can make a big impact on their uh, on their their cognition, their quality of life. Uh, NPH also affects their ability to walk and their balance. So people are often falling or can't walk, and we can make a very dramatic uh, impact on that. I'll tell you, when I, I saw that you were coming to this Back to the Future Health Conference, the reason I thought it was important to get you on, even just for a few minutes, well, first of all, to welcome you to Winnipeg, and we're glad you're coming, but also, I think there are people out there my age, I'm 54, and my mom is now into her 80s, and sometimes we have that older person in our life, and they start, you know, forgetting things, and their memory starts to go, and we think, oh, well, it's, you know, it's dementia or whatever. But it's important, I think, to, you know, get that checked out and pursue exactly what's going on. Because as you said, 5% of patients may have this form of dementia, which is treatable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I one of, one of the things I've encountered as I uh, have uh, become more involved uh, in, uh, in dealing with uh, patients and families uh, uh, around this diagnosis is that a lot of people end up getting the diagnosis of dementia without any or many tests to sort it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of people uh, who come to see us say, well, I thought I was just getting old. This was just part of being old. Yeah. Uh, and there's different degrees of severity uh, uh, with it. So it's really important, I think, that uh, we don't uh, just take uh, the, you know, the idea that if somebody's getting old, accept it, don't do anything about it. They're getting, uh, you know, they're getting to be referred to as having dementia, but nobody investigated. So um, especially this one, this one is for NPH, if you do have it, uh, you know, it's, it's, got, it's got a remedy. And so if somebody goes to see their general practitioner, their GP, their doctor, their, their family doctor, and something's going on, do they push the doctor, hey, I want to see what's going on here? It might be hydrocephalus, for example. Yeah, so there are, um, um, I think it's, it's, it's reasonable to ask that question. And so what we recommend is that, uh, you know, there are lots of people who will uh, uh, have dementia and won't have this, this uh, hydrocephalus. And so we, we sort that out by doing uh, most often a CAT scan, a CT scan. And uh, the fluid chambers in the brain uh, uh, can increase slightly with other forms of dementia, but in many in the the uh, uh, the types that are uh, more suspicious for normal pressure hydrocephalus get larger, and that's at least a starting point. If you don't have the big ventricles or the big fluid chambers, then you definitely don't have NPH. Uh, but many people never get past that to that point or past that point. So. I think it's it's reasonable to ask. We shouldn't just accept the fact that dementia is part of getting old. 
Dr. Hamilton, anything else you wanted to mention before I let you go here? Uh, I'm looking forward to coming to Winnipeg, and I hope uh, that uh, we'll have an opportunity to interact with uh, uh, many people at the conference. Uh, my my goal is just to increase awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a, a new uh, society that's starting in Canada called uh, Hydrocephalus Canada. It's not just for uh, the elderly patients, but for all patients, you know, children through adult years with hydrocephalus. We're working with the Canadian uh, Spina Bifida and Hydrocephalus Association. So we, we really want to encourage uh, uh, people to uh, gain awareness and, uh, and don't, don't just accept uh, uh, these problems that occur as normal. Uh, you should be asking questions about uh, what can be done to sort them out. Thank you for telling us about NPH. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy your trip to Winnipeg. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, by the way, uh, my uh, social media handles, I'm easy to find on social media, at Hal Anderson on Twitter, Hal Anderson 34 on Instagram, Hal Anderson and Hal Anderson Productions on Facebook. I've got a couple of accounts, and it was on one of those Facebook accounts that I started chatting with the gentleman who joins us on the phone now, Kent Scramstad. And uh, uh, Kent, first of all, good afternoon. Hi, Hal. Hi, thank you for doing this. So you had a, a real tragic thing happen. I'm, I'm so glad everybody's okay, but you had a lightning strike. Your home, uh, very close to Selkirk, I think it's about a mile north of Selkirk, you said. Lightning yep. strike on the September long weekend. Your house caught fire and, and burned to the ground. Yes. Wow. Yeah, a storm, a storm moved through that night, uh, Hal, and yeah, uh, struck by lightning, and I lost everything, yeah. Everything. Yes. But you've got yourself, you've got your family, you've got your animals. I, Nobody was hurt. Thank, thankfully that, and the fire department, they did a wonderful job, and no, none of them were hurt also, yeah. And now you're living in a trailer on your property. Yeah, I'm staying in a fifth wheel just on the on my property, yeah. And you, I think you said your daughter has helped you set up a, a GoFundMe page. Yeah, yeah. And, one up there. and you've only got $75 so far, and we want uh, people, listen, uh, I, I would never have to book another guest if we just had people on that need help and, and need a hand yeah. up and, and all that kind of stuff. But when I do run across situations like yours, I like to shine a light on them because I think it's important that we try and help each other in times of need, and I, I think you're going through that right now. So I, I would encourage people to help out um, if they can. But what a, I'll tell you what, I was at the lake a few years ago and a gentleman uh, died in a fire next to my cottage. And yeah. this wasn't my cottage. This was the one next to me. And it was the scariest thing I've ever gone through. So I understand what, uh, not what you've gone through, but I've been close enough to know how horrible yeah. and frightening this is. Yeah. Uh, how are you all doing? Because I know you had animals, right? I, I liken it to a, a, a death. It's much like a death. You mourn the situation and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, three rescue dogs and two rescue cats. But they're all okay. Yeah, everyone made it out of the house and safe and sound. Like you said, thankful for that. Yeah. And now you're pretty yeah. jammed in that trailer, though, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they keep me good company. But I will say they rescued me. The rescue dogs, they rescued me. I didn't rescue them. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Uh, now, you said company. you were telling me that you have some insurance, and are you yeah. going to rebuild? I'm hoping to, yeah. We're a little ways away from that yet, but sure. I have a good adjuster, and he's been out. They've been in contact with me and everyone, and yeah. Yeah. What a weird situation. So the the lightning actually struck your home? You you know that for a fact? Or, like, tell a, us a what neighbor, happened. A neighbor was actually watching the storm from her garage behind me, and they said they were watching the light, the, the lightning show, they called it, eh? Hmm. Her and her sister, or her friend, and they watched it, and they heard this loud boom, and they just seen a red ball shoot straight up in the air. And she knew right away something happened, so she jumped in her truck and drove around to the front of my house, and it was completely on fire. Just just that fast it happened. And you were in the home at the time? It, yeah. They figured it hit the, maybe it hit the electrical mass and surged down through the outlet. And then started, it, it, uh, started a fire inside the house? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just that fast it went. Like, this is uh, 60 years. My, it's, a, it's a family home that was given to me through my family. Yeah. 60 years to build in like uh, uh, 60 minutes and it's gone. Well, and you said, uh, and you were saying that it was loaded with antiques and obviously, you know, oh. things that you could yeah. never replace. Your your dad yeah. was uh, a collector, yeah. and uh, so yeah. it's it's really tragic on that yeah. level too. Yeah, earlier you were talking about a brush with a celebrity. Yeah, uh, some twenty odd years ago, my mom was in Saint Bonaventure having an open heart surgery, and it happened to be a fellow named Cal Murphy was also in there. Uh-huh. And we got to meet Cal, and he uh, ended up giving her a sign, uh, like, give her a, a sweater and a jersey, and then he had a bunch of the team members come down there and sign it and stuff. Isn't that, that something, eh? Thick. Yeah, it was. So that was her oh. breath with uh, a celebrity, yeah. Yeah. He was an amazing man, too, Mr. Murphy. Yeah. Now, um, I haven't looked yet at your GoFundMe page, but I guess if they if they put your name in there, it'll pop up. Kent is your first name, K-E-N-T, yeah. and then your last name is S-C-R-A-M-S-T-A-D, correct? Yeah, yes, that's correct. Okay, and I'm going to go, and, and after the show today, I'm going to make a donation myself, Kent, and I really, uh, I really you wish you... Much, my yeah, I wish you all the best. It's... Uh, you know, I, I, again, I know how thankful you are that everybody I, made it out okay, but, uh, boy, uh, it's a real task now to rebuild, eh? Very, very thankful, yeah. I, I want to thank the RCMP, the Selkirk and surrounding fire departments, and my neighbor Jackie for calling 911. It could have been a lot worse. Kent, we are friends on Facebook, and I appreciate you uh, chatting with me, and I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll keep in touch, and, and we'll try and help you out as much as we can. Thank you, Hal. Right now, though, Julie Buckingham, the uh, co-host of the news here on CGOB, which gets going at 4 o'clock. Thanks for coming in, Julie. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I saw this story, and I thought of you because you're always so ahead of the game when it comes to holiday shopping. Three men are three times more likely to already be finished with their holiday shopping compared to women. Do you buy that? Where does this come from? All right, let me see here. i got to get the details. Because I'm going to hashtag fake news this. I'm thinking. You think so, eh? I do not. I do not buy this. It is a survey right. by Compare Card, some online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, uh, let me read the story. Sure. With fewer than 100 day lo- days left until Christmas, many people are just 
shifting into the 2018 holiday shopping season. I haven't even begun to think about it, to be honest with you, but apparently some people are. When it comes to holiday shopping or shopping in general, it's stereotypically unexpected to see men ahead of the curve. But that's exactly what the latest Compare Card survey reveals. A survey found that among credit card holders, men were three times more likely to report that they were finished or nearly finished with their shopping compared to women and twice as likely to report they'll spend much more money this holiday season than women. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that might Are be... Are you done your holiday shopping yet? I am not done. I am... But you're close, aren't you? I am... I hate you. <laughs> I am pretty close. Um, and in fact... <laughs> this oh, is this. Man. I'm just opening myself up. I have stuff bought for next year. Are you kidding? Like me? not 2018, but why? 2019. How, not even why. How do you do this? Because well, I need to learn from you. I need to get better at this. Than because you. I do a lot of traveling out, yeah. outside of the country, and if I see things, then I will pick them up. You're ahead always of time. thinking for Christmas, birthdays, always. anniversaries. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, our family, we've pretty much gotten away from the anniversary thing, and I'm I'm only buying for our family is a bit different in the fact that I was an aunt when I was 15 years old, and those kids are now grown ups and mm-hmm. and married, so I don't I don't generally buy for them anymore. But we have round two of three under three that I'm now buying for, yeah. so I'm kind of back in that mode. Mm-hmm. So there's always those birthdays and Christmases. Coming up. Mm -hmm. So as I see things that I know is going to work for them down the road, I'll pick them up, especially if they're unique. Now, the one thing in that story I I would buy is that men will spend more because I think men are more inclined to say, you know what? That works. I'll buy it. I'm not going to wait for it. Not worrying about the money. I'm not going to wait for it to come on sale. Mm. I'm not going to do any of that. I would would agree with that. I'm just going to pick it up. And I mean, this is the way it works in my house. And I don't, I can't speak to other houses. I look after everybody else's gifts Mm. except my own. So my husband has to buy, generally speaking, for me. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, and he likes to go out and, and buy something for our son mm-hmm. that's just from him, which yeah. is cool. Um, so I have to have the gears turning at all yeah. times. And again, with that travel, that's when I... That helps. Yeah. I do a lot of it in the summertime mm-hmm. when I'm away. And then I fire up my app, which I have yet to do. Uh, it's on my phone, but What's I need... What's the app? What is I that? I have a... I have a gift app that I like to enter it into. So it depends. If you want to set a budget, it can manage that. It can tell you how much you spent. It can track whether you've, whether it's just an idea, whether you've bought it, whether you've wrapped it, whether mm-hmm. you've handed it over. And also, I'm kind of cheap in some ways. So I would rather... Frugal. S- frugal. Better word. I am frugal. I like to spend the money on the gift. I don't want to have to then worry about paying for the shipping. Mm. Right, because shipping is expensive. Because yeah, half of our family is in is in British Columbia, yeah. so I'd rather buy a more expensive gift and have it done ahead of time and send it out there with my normal in- mail or no, or with like with my or- in laws mm. that come through twice a year. I'll right. say, here's everybody's gifts that mm. are going to BC, and then they just take it with them, gotcha. and you get a better gift. Or, or in this case, my husband's going to Vancouver tomorrow, so I am sending the October birthday gifts. 
and the Christmas gifts for <laughs> that family of five because yeah. I've got it done and it's ready. Now let's get into this shopping thing yeah. a little more. So that's we don't buy. I don't. I agree with you. I kind of don't buy that I don't survey. Think it's, I don't yeah. think there's. I think it's yeah, bunk. Yeah, I think it's one. Bad. I worked retail for a lot of years yeah. before I did this gig, mm. and there was a lot of guys shopping on the twenty third and twenty fourth. Right. Yeah. Now uh, with gifts. Yes. I usually get a list from Jackie of things that she yes. would like to see under the tree. Smart. But now, but I always feel like well. But then I you know everything. Yeah. I, I, so I always try and go my own way, and that isn't always the best. <laughs> uh, but do you, you need... do you do that? Do you take suggestions, or are you sort of a, a renegade, I'm going to get you what I'm going to get you? Um, I am renegade-ish. My son provides a list because he feels that's in his best interest. Probably is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I even will go a little bit rogue with him. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband wants a list from me. For sure. Yeah. And, but I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I think a lot like you. Like I try, I pride myself in finding the right thing for the right yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And usually it works out because yeah. a lot of the stuff I buy can't be returned. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're going to yeah. be stuck with it. But I think it's, it's kind of cool that you like to take the list yeah. and, and go off. A little bit. A little bit. I think that's. I think that's good. This I think, is stuff that she wants. I think that's you know have a few things under the tree yeah. that she's going to get and you know she's going to like it. But then you got to try and you got to try and gotta, wow her. Yeah, because you and you know what you got to pick up on those subtle cues because mm. if you start listening, yeah, those wives, those girlfriends, oh yes, they are they're dropping it down. Yeah, you just have to pick it up. And I think women are better at that too. Women are better at hearing those things and going, oh, okay, I'm going to remember that for Christmas. And, and I definitely do that with my husband because he doesn't say, he'll always say, I don't, I don't need yeah. anything. I Me don't, too. I don't want I got anything. everything I need. Yeah. But then every once in a while he'll say something and I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and I'll yeah. file that away. Mm-hmm. He's probably, him and my dad, my dad is a tough one really? to buy for. As, as your parents get older and my mom texted me when she heard that I was coming on with you to talk about this. She's like, you better say you have my birthday and and Christmas gift bought. And yes, mother, I do, because the birthday's in November. Yeah. That's all been bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad is a tough one. Yeah. And I so you men, go to consume. I think men are typically harder to buy for than women. Probably. Generally speaking. And then as you as you get older mm-hmm. and you have those ways and means of, you know what, if Hal Anderson wants to go buy a new shirt, you're going to go buy a new shirt. Right. Although you should let Jackie pick it out. But you can go. And I should do just that. say we're getting off track a bit, but I should just tell you this: J- uh, Julie has no problem coming up and saying, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> Hal, you have beautiful new shirts that your wife has bought for you. Why are you wearing this thing? Two sizes too big for you now. It's old. It's dated. <laughs> so I appreciate your uh, your honesty, and you're, you're right. I'm lucky to have a wife who has very That's good fashion right. sense. But yeah. you, generally speaking, you can get what you want. So I I. <laughs> I find as they as as your parents get older or the yeah. the guys in your life, you kind of tend to those consumables mm-hmm. or experiences. I'm big into experiences. Yeah, yeah. no, you I know? agree. Yeah, like, I agree. I, and I can say this because he's not listening because he's three. But my nephew, like many others in that age bracket, yeah. are Paw Patrol bananas. What's Paw Patrol? This is a kids' TV show oh. about get this dogs. 
Hmm. That's the Paw Patrol. Yes. And so they're on patrol and helping. Yeah. Right? See, that's the other thing. And I it's have coming no, here. I, it's I coming no here, idea. the live show, right? And so rather than buy my yeah. nephew a toy that he's going to play with yeah. for two, two seconds, weeks yeah. or whatever, I would rather take him to that show and yeah. have that time mm-hmm. with him. So I think that's a really that's good cool. way. Yeah. And that's something I like to do for my parents as well. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't clutter up their house. Yeah. You give them an experience. And I think that's a super cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you can pamper anybody that way yeah. with an experience. That's the other thing that I suck at is knowing what's, uh, you know, if you are buying something for a kid, what's hot, what's not, you know. Ugh. It, Anyhow, now, now I'm depressed. We've oh, talked Christmas. We talked Christmas shopping, and now I'm depressed. Now the good news is, like all the Christmas stuff is out in some of the stores. So if you need a new tree, well, that's just that's it. available. The stores remind us, right? The stores yes. remind us very early now that it's time to start thinking about Christmas, and that will then spawn the conversation: Should the Christmas stuff pop up before Remembrance Day? Yeah. Well, yes, and we know, <laughs> and I, I believe, no, that we should wait until after Remembrance Day. Well, I have you here. Yes. We're talking about brushes with greatness after this Keith Urban Ooh, thing last night. Yes. Do you have any brushes with greatness? Um, I probably have. I have more than the favorite average. One, number one, your favorite. Ooh. Because um, I think in this business we do have a lot. We do. We meet We're people. very fortunate yeah. to meet musicians, and some yeah. of them, quite frankly, are lovely. And some, mm. it's usually the ones that should be the most gracious yeah. that aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say my favorite brush with greatness, and this will just show you what a great Canadian kid I am. I just about lost my marbles when I got to interview Mr. Dressup. Oh, yeah. I interviewed. You want to hear When funny- I saw the tickle trunk, I thought. I was going to lose it. You saw the tickle trunk? Yes, I did. Where did you interview him? Uh, he was doing a little show inside the mall, oh. inside Thunder Bay, and they brought the tickle trunk. So we got to talk to him before the mall opened, and the tickle trunk was there. It wow. was very exciting. I grew up with Mr. Dressup. I love Mr. Dressup. And when I was working in Moose Jaw, I was the news director in Moose Jaw in the mid-80s before I came here, and he rolled through town. And I got a chance to interview him. And he came down to the radio station in Moose Jaw for the interview. And you know what? Mr. Dressup had been smoking pot. <laughs> he smelled like pot. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mr. Dressup is a pothead. Blew well, me how, away. how else do you think he gets, you know, comfortable talking with puppets all the time? That's true. Very good point. Julie Buckingham, thank you very <laughs> much. Welcome. Go finish your Christmas shopping, if you Julie. Need a professional shopper. Now, would you consider doing something like that, or you've got no time for that? Come oh, on. I would do that. Would you? Wow. Okay. Sure, especially if you're I'm paying. Gonna, I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Here we go. Another woman in my life who wants my money, just what I need. Happy to uh, have a chat with Canada's Tory leader, Andrew Shear, who joins us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Andrew. Hi there. Thanks Hi. very much for having me on. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad uh, I had Candace Bergen on the other day, and we were talking about uh, uh, the opening of Parliament, and I said, hey, if uh, Andrew's ever interested in coming on, by all means, have him come on. And here we are just a few days later, and, and you're on. So thank you very much for finding time for me. I appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Uh, Candace is great, and uh, and absolutely every time I can uh, chat with your listeners, it's it's uh, I'm happy to do so. Yeah, because I, I mentioned this to her, and and you tell me uh, if I'm wrong. 
I don't I don't feel like you've been out there a lot. I'm sure maybe to you going to all the different stuff that you go to it does. But uh, as uh, Candace called him, you're you know going to be competing next year in an election against a celebrity prime minister, and I think it's important you get out there and and let people get to know Andrew Shear. Do you feel like you've been doing enough of that? <laughs> well, you know it, it is the problem of the position of leader of the opposition that it's always that much harder to, to get noticed, to, to, to get attention. Uh, the Prime Minister makes news every time he, he, he has a, a media conference. Uh, we really have to go in above and beyond to, to get that kind of attention. Uh, I can tell you my travel schedule has been extensive this summer. I was on the road uh, for over half of, uh, uh, of, the, of the time between Parliament Rose and, and when it came back. So a lot of time away from the, uh, the family on the road, all over in big cities and small. And uh, and I do I do get that feedback. You know, you got you got to get out there more. I'm in Winnipeg right now. I uh, I, I do remind people when they meet me at events that uh, that I I am out there right now. You know, doing exactly that. We yeah. are using a lot of social media as well. And uh, and as we are ready to announce more and more of our own policies, we'll certainly have a lot more to put in the window that will uh, will we'll bring that attention to it. What are you in Winnipeg for this time, Andrew? Well, I had a, a meeting with uh, some officials in the aerospace sector, uh, a few community organizations as well, the uh, group of uh, Yazidis who have fled ISIS persecution and uh, heard from their frustration about the, the, the delay that it's taking the government to, uh, to, to help people who are facing real persecution uh, and, uh, and a lot of frustration ex- uh, expressed at what's going on at the border where people are coming in illegally from safe places mm-hmm. like upstate New York while, while those who are actually facing real danger have to wait longer. Uh, and uh, then a few uh, more meet and greets uh, this afternoon, this evening before I fly out to Toronto. What are you hearing about the NAFTA talks, the trade talks? It appears maybe that we're getting close to a deal, but what are we going to have to give up to get a deal? What are you hearing? Well, uh, we're really concerned. You know, the, a lot of the reports about uh, what the, uh, you know, whether or not the, uh, the Liberals are using any of this in a political way are obviously very troubling. We're hopeful that they're not. You know, I hate to think that that's something that uh, a, a government would do. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the government has to explain uh, why they find themselves in in a position where uh, where Mexico and the United States have come to an agreement without them? We've been saying for years that the best thing they can do uh, is to give Canada the strongest possible position, so that we don't have to make those compromises. Uh, we should be lowering taxes to attract U.S. investors, not uh, raising them to chase them away. We should be ratifying other trade deals like the TPP, which the government had all summer to, to do, and, and, they, and they still haven't done it. Uh, so many decisions that the government has taken have, have, have resulted in us having less leverage at the table because there are fewer and fewer voices in the U.S. fighting to get into Canada. A lot of U.S. investors are fighting to get their money out of Canada. Mm-hmm. I kept hearing, you know, that we were going into these talks prepared. We're really prepared. We're ready for these talks and then Mexico does the deal, and all of a sudden we're at a disadvantage. And it, it really is a shame because there are some very, very important things on the table, like supply management. Would you give on supply management if you were at that table? 
Well, uh, Conservatives have never had to, to make that choice. We've always approached these talks with that position of strength, and, and we know what we're getting into. Uh, keep in mind that, that this all started when Justin Trudeau volunteered to, 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 to be part of this uh, renegotiation. He, he welcomed it. He said it was a good thing. Uh, when Donald Trump uh, and, and the U.S. Uh, made it clear they were going to come after us for, for investment and jobs, uh, Trudeau inserted social issues to the negotiations that have nothing to do with market access or, or jobs and investment. And so while he was spending his time focusing on that, uh, you know, we, the, the U.S. was focusing on, on steel and auto and, and, and making their economy more uh, competitive. Uh, Canada has, has had months, like the Canadian government, to respond to uh, other countries lowering their taxes, making it easier to do business in their countries. Uh, Finance Minister Bill Morneau has still done literally nothing. So, you know, now we find ourselves with with what what, what reports indicate are a very very difficult position to be in. Uh, Only only Chrystia Freeland and and Justin Trudeau knows what's actually on the table, so I can't really speculate on that. Uh, But I just remind everyone that the Conservative government signed major trade deals with Europe, with South American countries, with uh, Asian countries, all at the same time while uh, preserving our agricultural system. I'm curious to know, um, with the um, uh, moving from NAFTA over to Veterans Affairs, what's going on in that department? Um, we had a global story, exclusive to global, almost $400 million uh, of unspent money, and then we hear we don't have the money, but yet there are tens of millions of dollars What's happening? They were critical of you when when you were in government, and I, I just don't understand what's going on in Veterans Affairs. Well, uh, I don't think the Liberals do either, to, to be quite frank. And you're right; they they massively politicized this issue. They they uh, they pointed to times when uh, when programs had funding but but fewer applications. When we were in government, uh, somehow uh, a problem. And now they've they've gone and done it uh, to an even larger uh, degree. At the same time, when it comes to promises that they made to to enhance uh, pensions and benefits, they're forcing veterans to take them to court, which is also something they promised not to do. And we all remember when Justin Trudeau looked a war hero in the eye and, and said that they were asking for too much, asking for more than we can give. Uh, that's an insult to, to veterans. It's an insult to those serving currently in the armed forces. Uh, this comes on the heels as well as the story of uh, Chris Garnier, who is a convicted uh, second-degree murderer, uh, who is receiving services out of Veterans Affairs. Uh, he's in he's in custody, but Veterans Affairs is paying for uh, for, for a lot of his uh, his benefits. And and uh, Canadians are just rightly outraged that first the Liberals politicize this issue so much, and they are breaking their election promises. And now to add insult to in- injury, they're using money that should be going to treat veterans, those who have given their lives. Uh, to Canada, uh, risk their lives for Canada, uh, giving it to spending it on someone who has actually taken a life uh, of a Canadian. So uh, we are we are absolutely going to hold them accountable for this. Andrew, where do you see the Tories gaining ground in that election next year uh, as you travel across the country? And you've been here a couple times now uh, in just the last two or three weeks. So you must see Manitoba as an, an area where you can uh, grow a, an area of opportunity for the party. 
Absolutely. You know, we, we've traditionally held much, uh, many more seats than we do right now here in Manitoba. Uh, some Winnipeg seats that we know are very accessible for us. A lot of people voted Liberal in 2015 because they thought that they were going to see real change that would benefit their personal or family situation. And I hear more and more when I come back here, they say, you know, I, I, I'm not voting Liberal again. Uh, Justin Trudeau broke his promise. Basically, what many people, what I'm hearing most of all is that uh, people feel like there's a lot of money being spent, that the government's plunging us deeper into deficits and debt, but that their personal situation isn't changing, that they're, they're, they may be getting by, but they're not getting ahead. They're working awfully hard just to tread water. And they see these billion-dollar announcements and, and money going here, there, and everywhere, uh, but their costs are going up. It's harder for them to save. And all the Liberals have to offer them is uh, a new carbon tax that's going to make uh, fuel and, and, and groceries and, and home heating more expensive. So uh, people working hard just to get by certainly aren't looking for any extra expenses. And that's where the Conservative Party can come in and offer meaningful solutions to make it easier for families to get by. Andrew, thanks for your time. Enjoy your time in Winnipeg. Thanks very much. Always great to be on the show. Really appreciate it. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.